Spring, is that you? Warmer temps mean new Albert styles. Meet the Superlight Collection, the lightest ever shoes from Allbirds, now in fresh colors. These must-have travel shoes have a lighter-than-air feel and barely their fit that made them the most packable shoes ever. That means more comfort and less baggage. Try the Superlight Tree Runner with a cushy foam midsole and breathable eucalyptus fiber upper. Plus, they're comfy right out of the box. So, what can you do in a Superlight shoe? What can't you do is the better question. And because they're super packable, the real question is, where are you taking them? Experience how Allbirds redefines comfort. Visit Allbirds.com and use code SUPER24 for a free pair of socks with a purchase of $48 or more. That's A-L-L-B-I-R-D-S dot com, code SUPER24. So, you've got an idea for a business. The store of your dreams. There's just one thing to figure out. Everything. That's why Shopify's all-in-one commerce platform makes it easy to sell online, in person, and everywhere else. Sell on social media? Source products with an app to get that first sale feeling. It's the only solution that gives you everything you need to sell everywhere you want. So when you're ready to bring your idea to life, power it up with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash listen. Secret Cabinet. Hello and welcome to a new episode of The Secret Cabinet. Today, where is the birdie? Animals as spies. I recently came across an article about a secret project from the CIA during the Cold War with the nice name Acoustic Kitty. Of course, in the 60s and 70s of the 20th century, as the Cold War got its hottest, both sides did not leave any stone unturned when it came to finding this, even the strangest methods, as long as it promised some sort of advantage over the opponent. The attempt by the Americans in the beginning of the 60s to off Fidel Castro with an explosives-filled cigar or even using a seashell, these attempts became very famous and almost famously didn't work. 1978. The KGB got rid of a critic from the regime using a poisonous dart, which was shot from an umbrella. As the rumor started that Russians started using clairvoyance for the purpose of, a, of military intelligence, Americans then likewise built themselves a special unit with psychic abilities, with understandably disappointing results. Given this background, the following also shouldn't be surprising. Those that lived in Arkansas between 1955 and 1990 and go to the IQ Zoo could visit with their families where they could be entertained by a number of different animals. For instance, bicycle riding birds, cows playing bingo, chickens that always won at tic-tac-toe, even piano playing pigs, or at least some that tried. However, none of the visitors probably suspected that the whole zoo was just a cover for a special department of the CIA, namely facilities to train animals as spies. The IQ Zoo was founded by Keller and Marion Breland, two former students of the psychologist and, and behavioralist B.F. Skinner. The couple uses their knowledge for animal conditioning, at first just for entertainment value. It didn't take very long for the CIA to notice this compound, 
and contracted the Brelands to research the use of animals for military purposes. Ravens were trained to carry microphones to windowsills or to place small objects or maybe even documents and remove them from desks. They could even open drawers. Even dolphins and bugs could be trained. It's however unclear if any of these agents ever saw active duty. It's only been public for a few years that the CIA tried to even get purring quadrupeds as possible spies. In 1961, started the project with the code name Acoustic Kitty that, according to sources, cost the American taxpayer between 10 and 20 million dollars. The idea was to train a cat so that she can casually listen to the conversations of the opponents. Within her body would be a radio to transmit the the radio waves over to the hidden agent, and what would be as unnoticeable as a cat that's wandering around behind garbage cans or jumps onto a windowsill or lays in the sun. With one technique that would later help the development of the cochlear implant, the inner ear of the cat would be tapped with this device within their rib cage and then wired up throughout the cat so that the movements of the cat would be able to be remote controlled. On the actual method, a former CIA officer says they slit the cat open, stuck batteries in them, and wired them up. The tail was an antenna. They created a monster. They had one trial after the other with him. When they found out that he kind of deviated from his task when he became hungry, they stuck another wire in him to inhibit that behavior. And finally, she was ready. They took her with him to the park bench and said, concentrate on those two people over there, on nothing else, not the birds, not the cats, not the dogs, just those two guys. The cyborg cat was first let free near a Soviet building on the Wisconsin Avenue in Washington, D.C. The inconspicuous delivery truck stopped in the street to let the cat out, who took a couple of steps out onto the street and was immediately run over by a taxi. Five years development and training, gone just like that. Not to mention the burden on the state coffers. To the relief of the rest of the test subjects, they took out the tech and let the cats live out their happy little kitty lives. At least that's what the CIA claims. But when have they ever told a lie? But that wasn't the first time that that secret services used the help of animal helpers. Around 1907, the pharmacist Julius Neubrunner from Kronberg im Taunus submitted a patent to use doves as heavenly photographers. He got the idea after his carrier pigeons, which he used as bewinged messengers and deliverers of small amounts of medicine. Now and then they just vanished without a trace. So he came upon the idea to combine his passion for film and photography with his love of raising pigeons, his invention contained only a 40-gram heavy miniature camera, which he could buckle to his pigeons with tiny little harnesses. At first, the people at the patent's office were skeptical, but as he showed them aerial photos of his bewinged photographers, he actually received the patent in 1908. And don't forget that in this time, the only way to get aerial photography was through kites. 
balloons, maybe the very first rockets, but pigeons were much more agile and, opposed to rockets, reusable. The Prussian military, on the other hand, remained skeptical for a long time, which also might have helped that they increasingly went towards airplanes as aerial intelligence methods. However, one presentation of pigeons was done in 1912, however crowned with little success. Many of the photos were smudged or torn or just simply looking the wrong direction, and it probably didn't help that one of the test subjects stayed up in a church tower for four hours. The representatives of the military didn't have a lot of trust in this method. 1914, with the outbreak of, of the First World War, the technology was confiscated but hardly used. More often than not, Neubrunner's pigeons were used as regular carrier pigeons. 1932, shortly before Neubrunner's death, the German army made new tests, according to his methods, supposedly with cameras that could take 200 pictures per flight, but it's questionable if they ever actually really saw any action. Pigeons just never seem to be able to really set themselves through as spies. In this day and age, animal agents are kind of out anyways. In times where you just have to aim a laser at a window and through the vibrations in the glass, you get information about the conversation being held behind it. Not to mention almost completely soundless drones. But the idea as such isn't quite out of this world yet. And so came a so-called bee-eater in 1912 in Turkey under suspicion of being a spy because he wore a ring with the word Israel around his foot. However, it turns out that the bird within the frame of a research project about the behavior of birds was more of an ornithological report and therefore not such a great danger to national security. But Turkey isn't alone. A goose that was tagged by the Tel Aviv University for research purposes with a GPS crossed over into Saudi Arabian airspace in 2011, was there captured by their intelligence service, and has not been heard from since. And already years before that, Egyptian agencies investigated the complicity of the Mossad in a shark attack on a German tourist on the Red Sea. Iran, on the other hand, suspected a swarm of carrier pigeons as spies, as they flew toward and sat down near a uranium enrichment plant. The Secret Service there also had already arrested 14 squirrels and reported it as a success of the Iranian counter-espionage agencies. Especially tragic is the story of a stork named Menace from the year 2013. Also, he wore on behalf of ornithology a GPS device and was taken into custody on suspicion of agency activity by the Egyptian authorities. However, he was released. However, as he rested for a minute on a Nile island in Upper Egypt, he was hunted and eaten by the locals. Na, da brat mir doch mal einer einen Storch. Well, roast me a stork. Mm -hmm.